0: Hi, I'm Edwin and I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle cry.
0: Two men, 15 minutes. Oh, eternal Impact. Welcome to Text Talk.
1: For the Lord. Gird your armor on stand firm everyone. Rest your cause Hey upon Andrew.
0: Hey there Edwin. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing good. You ready to continue on in John chapter 12? Yeah, let me just turn down the radio here. We don't have to have all these jams
1: going and we can <laughs> We can get into John 12. I see we both forgot our cups of java, though. Yeah, yeah, we're missing the java. We got some water, though. That'll that'll get us through. Water's good. Water's good. And let's see, John 12, we're going to continue. This is another one of those long chapters, so we've broken it up, different readings on different days.
0: And not able to talk about everything we'd like to talk about.
1: No, because I, I have these stray thoughts even as we're reading. I'm like, oh, we should talk about that. I have a thought
0: about that. Well, I'll let you start writing the blog posts, and then we can talk about what you want to talk about. (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. Go ahead. People will read those blog posts just to check.
1: Is this anything like what they talked about? (laughs) All right, so we go to John 12 and verse number 20. Now there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew... And in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me... Let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. The people answered him. We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them.
0: And this is not what we're going to spend time talking about today, I don't think, unless we get started on it here. But just an interesting thing, Jesus doesn't say the Son of Man must be lifted up, and he doesn't say that the Christ must be lifted up. In verse 32, he says, I am lifted up from the earth, will draw Mm -hmm. all people to myself. And the crowd responds, wait a minute, we've heard that the Christ remains forever, how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? A couple of things here, number one, notice they equate Son of Man with Christ, Mm -hmm. and the way this conversation plays out, they're actually declaring Jesus is the Son of Man, the Christ.
1: Yeah, you're the Christ.
0: Because Jesus has said, "I am the one that's going to be lifted up." And they're like, "Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. We're confused." Mm-hmm. The Christ is supposed to remain forever. The Son of Man's not supposed to be lifted up. So who is this Son of Man and why what's going on? And that's 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 the 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 point that they're making here. So they're the crowds that are responding here are giving a tacit admission of faith that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of Man but they're confused. Well, see, and I'm not
1: sure how tacit it is because we were reading and talking yesterday about this, you know, the palms being laid down, all the crowds okay. coming out and, and yes, talking about them. good point. You know, it seems like that there's a lot of people right now that are willing to recognize, uh, here is your king, uh, verse 15, you know, right, the prophecy Right, read, right, right, good, which good. Which may also be there with that. Uh, and then you've got these Greeks in town also, Who've come down um, and 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 want to meet him too, which
0: that ties into the idea of drawing all peoples to myself. Yeah, in fact, I've I've often thought. Tell me what you think about this. Verse 20, now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. They want to see him. And that just kind of seems to get lost. They they come saying, we want to see him. The apostles talk about themselves. They go say to Jesus. And Jesus does what Jesus often does. He kind of ignores the statement and moves on. And so does yeah. the account, yeah. which is which has often made me wonder, what on earth is, why even bring this up? And I think that I've missed it normally because of the way my Bibles often give headings and break things apart. I do. Because I think... I think maybe what's going on here is that that statement in verse twenty and twenty-one is actually going back to what the Pharisees said in verse nineteen. You see that you're gaining nothing. The world has gone Gain after, after him. him, and then the next thing that happens, we actually see Greeks going after him. Yeah. So it's Greeks are going after. It's him. not only the Jewish crowd yeah. going after him, but the world. It's it's yeah, and we remember that. Earlier in the book, when he said, I'm going where you can't come, they had made the comment. Oh, is he going out to the dispersion among the Greeks? And now here we hear the Greeks coming to him. So John is setting up this point that Jesus really is for the world. He is for the Jews. He is for the Greeks. He is for everyone. As you're reading this and... um do you have a thought, or have you
1: considered? Never. Well, you you have many thoughts. <laughs> That's why we've done like almost a thousand episodes. Almost, we're close. So many thoughts. So many thoughts. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, the the deal the deal with the the voice from heaven. Okay, that that Jesus can hear and discern the people. It sounds like different things to them. Mm-hmm. Where where do you think this is happening? In Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Around the temple, the environs of the temple, it just sort of occurred to me. Um, we know this is feast time. He's made this triumphal entry. We have a, a little mention, you know, a tie in that well, Philip's come from Beseda, but I. Well, they we, they are they have still in the Jerusalem. Entry. They this are in happening? Jerusalem.
0: Yes, this is Jerusalem. They're inside where in Jerusalem. I couldn't tell you if they've already made it to the Temple Mount. I I couldn't tell you, but he has had the triumphal entry. It is during the feast. And so they're involved in the different aspects of that week of feasting or or that's going to be happening here, this preparation time for this feast. And so, yeah, Jerusalem, but that's about as good as I can tell you. Well,
1: and there's crowds around. It seems yeah. to be in the midst of teaching and people coming around when the sound comes, whatever yeah. that sound is, that's variously interpreted by the people there.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's. it's not necessarily that it was completely unclear. Just imagine if we were out somewhere and there was a crowd and there was some loud noise out of the, just out of the sky. Right. And even if it sounded like a voice, I think probably we'd be like, Okay, well, that that's just my ears playing tricks on. Yeah, that's probably just thunder. And no, no, that was a voice that said something Mm -hmm. that said something. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of like those vocal tricks that you hear online where you hear crowds shouting something. And then when somebody somebody tells you, oh, here's what they're saying. Now you hear those words in it. But then when they tell you something else, now you hear those words in it. And when they tell you yeah, something no, else, now right. you hear those words in I, it.
1: I, I can think of some popular examples of that, actually, yeah. but they're probably not well. appropriate for broadcasting. <laughs>
0: well, I wasn't actually <laughs> talking about that one. But, okay, <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> but, has but happened. But to, to your point, that, that's exactly the kind of thing that goes on. Yeah. So, and so yeah, here's see, this, see this yeah. loud noise, and some folks, they discern actual words, and yeah. they realize it's a voice. Others are like, no, that can't be. It's thunder. Right. Uh, that's what's going on. One of the biggest things in this reading that we had that I do want to make sure we talk about and that is Jesus prayer. Oh, okay. In verse 27, now is my soul troubled and what shall I say father save me from this hour but for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father glorify your name Mm. and that's when the voice comes out of heaven i have glorified it i will glorify it again i want us to see jesus example in prayer now i i I understand one distinction between what jesus is dealing with here and what we are often facing jesus knew what he was going through was in fact god's purpose yeah He, he was supposed to go through it I don't always know that about what I'm suffering. Mm -hmm. I I don't. Right. I'm not able to say, oh, here's an entire multiple books of prophecy that say this is coming. And so I'm going. I have come here
1: for this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But often what happens is that I face some kind of suffering. I'm in some type of turmoil. There's some type of tragedy that's going on or maybe a diagnosis of sickness, maybe some turmoil in the family. Maybe there's some financial problem going on. Whatever is happening. What most of us do, what I often do in those moments is my biggest prayer is God, get me out of this. Yeah. God, deliver me from this hour. Yeah. All right. Now, again, I understand the one place where it's not parallel is that. You know, maybe this is something that God does want to get me out of, and and that's how He's going to demonstrate His glory. And so, I don't want to act like it's wrong to pray, "God, deliver me from this." I I don't want to act like there's a rule, but I do want to see a great example from Jesus that perhaps in my praying there should be a bit of a shift—less "get me out of this" Mm. and more whatever I face in this hour, help me glorify you. Mm. If it'll glorify you more by being delivered from this immediately, then deliver me from it. But if it'll glorify you more by me going through this and demonstrating to the world, this is how God's people face trial and tragedy, then let me do that. I, what, I, I want you to be glorified.
1: Amen. Amen. A wonderful, wonderful attitude to
0: have. I think it demonstrates to us what the purpose of prayer is. The purpose of prayer is God's glory. Remember the model that Jesus gave us right at the very beginning. Our father in the heavens, hallowed be your name. Your name is to be hallowed. Your name is to be honored. Your name, God is to be sanctified, which I think very specifically the unstated contrast is your name, not my name. Sure, your will be done, not my will. Your r- rule and reign be spread, not my rule and reign be spread. It's about your glory. Well, and doesn't that tie into what he said? He in verse twenty-five, he who loves his life will lose it.
1: He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves him, let him follow. Serves me, let him follow me. Yeah. So it really is about putting God first in His glory first you know I, I think that's a remarkable tie-in to what we were talking about uh, in the last chapter two about him being the resurrection and the life and yeah. we had that episode discussed about so what does that mean you yeah. die do you not die and here he is bringing it up again an echo of that well so
0: put God first and serve him I appreciate you sending us back to chapter 11 because remember our entire conversation about Jesus cared about the suffering that Lazarus and Mary and Martha went yes. through, but God was glorified most by letting them go through that suffering and then bringing Lazarus to resurrection. Yeah, that's right. And th- so but but God cared even though even though what would bring most glory was letting them endure that suffering for that time, God was most glorified in the way this happened but God still cared about what they suffered through that plan. Mm-hmm. I'll get it out. I, I'm circling I'm a little bit as I'm, as no, I'm thinking about some things. But, but, the, but that recognition, even when I have to suffer because that's what brings glory to God, it's not that he doesn't care. It's not that right. he's sitting there right. saying, well, this is what's best for me, so too bad for you, just deal with it. That's not it at all. But we need to have that recognition of I want God to be glorified. I'm Look, Jesus was willing to suffer for me so that I could be glorified and I could be saved. I, I need to be in that place of I am willing to suffer alongside so that he can be glorified.
1: Well, and part of that is forming Christ in us. Yes. And, and so part of that is going to be suffering because that's what he did.
0: Yes. Yeah. Holy God in heaven, thank you for letting us be your children. The reality is, as I talk about these things, I don't want to suffer. I don't. Amen. And so when suffering happens, my first thought is get me out of this. So I pray, Father, that you will help me and help all those among your disciples, that when what will glorify you most is us to face suffering and to demonstrate to the world that we have a different hope than the world has, that you will give us the strength to face the suffering, holding on to the hand of Jesus, empowered in our inner being by the strength of the Holy Spirit, looking to you that we might bring glory and honor to you above all things. And if what will glorify you most is immediate deliverance from what we're suffering, then, Father, deliver us. But if what will glorify you most is us hanging on to your hand as we go through the suffering, then we pray that you would hang on to us and strengthen us. And we are thankful that you have considered us worthy to suffer for your name in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And it is in his name that we do pray this. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today.
1: I think the, the Beastie Boys are underrated. Oh, is this thing on?
0: <laughs> Why did you have to pick that band? Because <laughs> I mean, I'm not even include that as an outtake that you picked that one. That's <laughs> like, oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. What do you feel like I sabotaged that? Am I going to have to fight for my right to text talk? All right. You ready? <laughs> Are you ready to take this seriously? I can be. <laughs> You're the one supposed to start it. <laughs> I was about to. I was I was going to. Okay. I had my mouth open, ready to Hey Andrew. Hey there, Edwin.